Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Near and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and today we chat about finding serendipitous fun with random people in online games, a new Warhammer 40k trailer, and some evil empire stories from my time in EVE Online and Shadowbane. Additionally, we're currently running a, a giveaway where we've got a copy of the game Gree, which is something that both Brett and I absolutely loved. We've got an episode out on it from December of 2019. If you're not familiar, you should go check it out. But Gree is a, a delightful art kind of game that really generated an emotional response in both of us. Uh, and we think that everyone should experience. We are giving away a free copy of that. In order to get it, all you need to do is email us at pickupyourstickspodcast at gmail.com. And the first person that we get an email from will respond with a game key for you. So please hit us up on that. Let's get on to the show. So what's up, Brett? What's got you picking up your sticks this week? Hey, what's up, man? Um, pretty much, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, actually. there's There's been one, one big thing. Uh, and that's been, I have still been playing GTA 5, only I've kind of switched to online now. Okay. So I've not completed the story, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of rare for me. But it was part of the the Epic Store deal. People were saying like, oh, you have to log in within 7 to 10 days to get your free million. I didn't know how much that was. I didn't know if it was an insignificant amount or not. It's actually not. It's close to $20 worth of, like, if you want to just buy it microtransaction style. So I was like, well, I'll just log in. But that means I need to create a character. And I mean, I'm like, I actually don't know how far through the main story I am. I know where I'm at, but I don't know what that means in terms of length. Um, so I'm somewhere through the game. I'm, I'm a decent chunk of the way in for sure. And, uh, but yeah, I was like, well, I'll just create a character, you know, and, and then that'll be my login, right? And jumped in. I was like, well, I'll at least see what some of this free stuff is, try to collect it. It is daunting to just jump into the online mode. And so I was like, well, let me like Google a couple of things. And one thing led to another. And I ended up in a Discord and I ended up playing with a whole bunch of people for, the entirety of the four-day weekend that I had. So, so yeah. So let me. So my experience with GTA Online, which I might have said last week when we talked about it, but my experience with it is that it's it it's really really cool because it really is Grand Theft Auto multiplayer, like through yes. and through. Like GTA Four introduced GTA Online, if you will, like had the a multiplayer component, but it was all games. Like okay there weren't heists and there weren't like there racing games and stuff. And there was also just an open world that you could go into, but there wasn't anything to really accomplish in the open world other than right. just, but yeah, racing games or like a territory wars or whatever the case may be. And GTA five, I mean, it's, it's very, I don't know if there's anything that's in the single player that didn't make it over to the online, other than the the fact that you can switch between three characters, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so I say that in its praise that it is like, it, it's really cool what they've done. However, for me, what I found was that it just felt like loading screen simulator because I just constantly would join a group, 
first I have to get into the mission, get into the, the open world area, which is a loading screen, then pull out my phone, search for a job. Then it takes me to that load, the, the lobby for that, except which is a loading screen, except that oftentimes I would just get kicked right back out without any discussion or anything. And just, I was too low level or I don't know what the case was get booted. That's a loading screen. Then it's another second loading screen back to the open world <laughs> just so I can start that over. Well, if that happens to me three times in a row, I'm done. Um, that has not been your experience. though. No, no. So a couple of things. One, I mean, you were pretty like you were pretty early in the GTA online. Like, this is true. Realm. So all of the updates that have come out, at least the big content updates, have added not just more missions and more heists and stuff, but also each one of them kind of brought something that also adds something to the main map as far as like interactivity. But we'll we'll focus on the first bit. So it's loading screen simulator to get into online because it takes forever to load the main game. The main menu of the game is the only place that I have frame rate issues. The rest of the game runs flawlessly, but the main menu, I get like four frames. <laughs> like my mouse jumps like four inches across my screen at a time in these big chunks. But once I like am able to click either play or play online, then that loading screen for either one doesn't really matter. But once I'm actually in a lobby in a session, it's for the most part, I mean, there are other loading screens, but for the most part, I, I've not had the experience of being kicked first. Mm. Uh, I have quit two lobbies or t maybe three um, for either just like. Like there's been one time where I, I hosted a game, but I, didn't, I thought I was quick joining a game and nobody was there and I wasn't really that interested in it. I thought if it was an instant thing then I'd go. And so I, I just jumped out of that one. And there was one that was like one of the racing modes, but it was the, the person that set it up locked it to first person only camera. And so I just said no to that because that's not how I drive. And then another one just had there was a lobby that i ended up in where like we had played one session and then three of the players agreed to play another it's like the quick missions we agreed to play another one but one of the players was just like level two and was trying to basically sandbag like they just sat at the beginning of the mission hoping that we would just complete it and they would get money but the checkpoints require all players to go to the checkpoint to advance the mission and they wouldn't move. They wouldn't reply in chat. Mm. We came up to them and they're just like running around in circles. So somebody just like taped their joystick or whatever, you know. Um, we thought that they, they then became responsive and started running towards the checkpoint. And then once again, just ran in circles. And we had like zero team lives because it was on hard. Nobody else, like I was trying to type in chat, like, come on, let's go. This I'm trying to be nice and cordial. And I'm like, okay, well, if they won't go, we just need to, like, hit them with a car because we don't have any team lives. They won't respond. And nobody else was doing it. So I was just like, uh, screw it. I'm going to get in a car. I got in a car, ran over the dude, ran him over again, made sure that, that he can't, got kicked out. And it said that he was now spectating. And then we're like, okay, now now we can go do it. We all go to do the mission. Uh we fail the mission at literally the last two seconds of the mission. Like we're at the end game area and then we die. Um, like we're turning it in and we die. 
which was really disappointing to have to go through like a 30 minute game, which is normally like a 10 minute mesh mission. Like it was one of the quicker ones. So that was really frustrating. He tries to join the next lobby. And I'm just like, nope, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, well, so yet again, which this is something that you've actually had kind of a track record of in this last year where you're jumping to a game and then pretty quickly end up finding interesting people through oh yeah the discord yeah so i well it started with like i don't know what i'm doing i had zero idea because there's just so much so like i said one of the things each of the new updates brought is like a new business well each of the businesses have events that run in just the main map and can't be run like some of them can some of them can't just depends on whatever but for the most part they don't happen in like a single player lobby. So you have to have other people online. And a lot of what they do will just be like, you'll get a notification that somebody is running guns. If you can destroy the gut, the shipment, you get bonus experience, cash and RP and whatever. And if you can, if you have that business, instead of destroying it, you can steal it and bring it to your business and turn it in for credits and supplies or whatever to amp your business up. So there's just, and that's for each, there's like, I don't know, four or five different businesses or whatever that you can have running, probably more because some of them have layers. And it just, so there's just always stuff happening all over the map. There's flashing signals and notifications to go pick things up on top of like pretty frequently, I don't know, maybe once every half hour or so, depending, there's just worldwide map events, like get the longest wheelie challenge. And you get like a three minute timer to prepare for it, like go find a motorcycle or, you know, have one delivered or whatever. Um, and then the mission starts and it's like 10 minutes or whatever, depending on the mission. And there's first, second and third like rankings. You get some points and money just for participating. And you can actually get pretty big money depending on what the challenge is if you come in first. And then if you come in first, how far you like. If you come in first with biggest wheelie for like 100 feet, you're going to get like the 10,000 or 20,000 for being first place, but then that's it. But if you have like a 1,000 foot wheelie or 2,000 foot wheelie because you're doing it at the airport or something, then you get like the 20,000 plus like depending on the mission extra money for going above and beyond the challenge. Um, so there's tons of those happening, which are just like, and this was all before I knew, so I have no idea what's going on. All these missions are coming up. All these things are coming up. I've got a ton of free stuff because I got the version that gives you like a, a booster pack of some cars and some guns and some equipment and whatever. So I'm like, I don't even know how to turn all that in because I don't know how to buy stuff online and, and where to park it and how, and the game, it's still GTA five, but a lot of it functions differently just because like you can't your how you don't have a house so you have to like buy a house or you have to have a respawn point and then you've got to if you want to have a car you've got to get it like microchipped and whatever to save it and there's car insurance if other people blow it up they have to pay for blowing up your car or whatever and so all this stuff is confusing to me so i'm like well the wiki actually this isn't a wiki game in the way that terraria is where you like pick up an item like what does it do what does it turn into it's like i don't know where to start right so i just google getting started gta online and then closest thing to or 2020 and 
Reddit comes up, of course, because that's what Reddit does, with several people who have made mega guides. Because I don't want to watch some 45-minute YouTube video. That's how to get started doing whatever. I, I want the Reddit guide. I want to read it so that I can focus on just the first few paragraphs. Kind of, where am I? Where am I going? Okay. And it said, one of the things that it popped up with kind of on the right-hand side, which was said was kind of later on, but also not, was like, join the Discord, and you can pair up with people for heists really easily. And I was like, cool. I've done a few of the heists in the single player. They're super fun. You would talk them up a ton. And like in multiplayer, that's what you want to do. So I was like, cool, I'll just join this Discord and see what happens. And it was like 15 minutes later. I'm just, I, and I'm posting like looking for group, not a total nude because I noob because I'd read the guide, which had said like, oh, hey, there's this stuff called heist armor that you want. You want a bulletproof helmet because it'll do damage reduction. So if you see a lobby that's not set to allow you to wear that, leave and whatever. So, and I'm like level 20 by this point because I'd been doing a bunch of the just experiencing GTA online. It's not that difficult to get to level 20. And so I popped in looking for group, pretty new, haven't done any of the heists, but do know what heist armor is. So like trying to use the lingo to say like I'm new, but I'm not like dumb. I did my research, you know. So like if somebody wants to show me the ropes or needs help, you know, I'm level 20. I have decent stats. Hit me up. Uh, got hit up by a group, brought into a lobby. They're all like the, the Discord's really cool. It has all four person voice chat lobbies. So it's limited to four people, which is the max you can have in a heist. So that way you don't just get a bunch of five or six people trying to advertise stuff to you or whatever. And yeah, so I, I brought into this lobby and it's like two Russian dudes and me. And they're pretty cool. We're just kind of chit chatting. They're like, oh yeah, we want to get to fourth, you know? I'm like, okay, cool. And I'd played with total of about six different people over the course of like four days. Like I said, I had four days off work and two of those of the four of us were the same two Russian guys and me. And it was essentially drinking with Russians, boosting cars and robbing banks. <laughs> so it was just like, it was this really unique experience of like, um like the machine story um from oh what's the comedian burt kreischer yeah burt kreischer uh it, it was like living through that in a virtual world i was gonna say i think you actually just lived through i think you in real life played gta 4 in order to access gta 5 because <laughs> i think the gta 4 plot line can basically be summed up as getting drunk with Russians and boosting some cars. Awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> but they were both like, well, one of them was like level 120. One of them was like level 70 or something. And they, one of them had talked about having thousands of hours in the game and starting, this is his second account and everything. And hmm. they were just super cool. They showed me the ropes. I was like, I don't know how to do anything, but by the end of those four days, we were coordinating certain things. Like we, our sixth person that came in was like, you guys are so coordinated. Like mm. you just know how to talk to each other and what's going on. And like, we had failed this one mission a couple of times trying to get a higher score before completing it to get more money. And so we were trying to walk the, the new fourth person. We'd already done it like four times. So we're trying to walk the new person through. And there's just some crazy moments where like, 
you've got to take out or you don't have to but you can get like a silent bonus for nobody being alerted by like taking out four guards simultaneously mm. so it's like you all park up on a hill you're like okay quantum do you see the two scientists i'm like yeah they're like uh you'll take the one on the right i'll take the one on the left like mesa you'll take the guy on the pipe and trevor you'll take the guy at the top of the stairs okay is everybody uh, you know mark when marked it's like mark 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 okay and three two one <laughs> and just four four dudes fall no alarm sound mm-hmm. and i'm like moving on to the next one okay we'll do it again same tactic do you see this guy do you see this guy okay three two one and it was just and then different tactics for like getting out of situations like okay we're gonna the person that one person's gonna take all of the money then two people are going to bust through the front door and clear the front the third person will come out because there's going to be cops that come in on the left they got to take him out and then you with the money you'll run behind us we'll get to this checkpoint we'll do the same thing you'll get hard the back and like just all this coordination with a, a couple of awesome russian dudes who were up I, what i must assume is way too early in the morning <laughs> mm-hmm. so i um I was hoping I could insert it before the 15 minute mark, uh, but I did not. But this reminds me of an MMO story. Um, <laughs> so that I will now, yeah, <laughs> that I will now regale you with. Um, but no, it's just, it, it makes me, th- it makes me think of this because it's so, it it's, it is interesting when you go to play a new game and you're completely unfamiliar and you can stumble into a group like that, that knows it so intimately. And that it is, happy to share it um back in 2003 i want to say it was it might have been oh two but i think it was three um there was this mmo called shadow bane that came out uh, we have one friend in particular that loves shadow bane um and i think it's a bad game if he hears <laughs> this that will offend him and that's fine with me um bring him on anyway. the show <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway, so we go to play Shadowbane and it's a very um again it, it's 2003, so MMOs are still pretty new. I mean, this is pre-WoW, pre Star Wars Galaxies, like pretty new. And this game was was pretty sandboxy, which was also relatively new to to that space. Anyway, so you could actually in Shadowbane get with a get a guild and then there was one place on the map you could go and you could buy a tree of life seed well then you could go out anywhere in the world and plant this tree and it, it's how you found a city so you could found a guild city ah so we start playing and we know nothing about the game um me and my roommate at the time we find these two brothers just completely randomly who agree to level with us uh, just out in a zone somewhere. I don't know how we stumbled into them. We did. We just kind of started playing together. Well, it turns out they had hundreds of hours in the beta and this is right when the game released. Oh, nice. They knew all sorts of stuff about where to go and what to farm and everything. So yeah, they just totally took us in and showed us all the ropes. Basically. I mean, they didn't power level us cause they were the same level, but we right. basically power leveled like we were the, highest level of our particular classes on the server for like a you know the first week or two of wow. it and it's not because we're super good it's right. because those guys knew. 
<laughs> anyway, so these guys were a part of this clan. I have no idea if it still exists or not, but it was called, I'll never forget, it was called Warrior Nation. Um, and it's a it's a clan that plays a variety of games. Right, so it wasn't right. the Shadowbane Guild. Like they've, back then they would have had their own forum and, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, so Warrior Nation had showed up to the server kind of in mass and they were just kind of the dominant force and it, right. it's open world PVP in Shadowbane. Well, anyway, these guys are part of warrior nation. So warrior nation is the first clan on the server to farm enough money to buy one of those tree town city seed things. So they go buy one. Well, one of the guys that we had got in with is the person who they entrusted to carry it from where you buy it to where we wanted to plant it, right? Well, this guy and his brother decide that they're sick of Warrior Nation and they're going to betray him. So we steal <laughs> this seed. Which is ridiculously expensive. Right, which no one else in the game has one yet. So we steal <laughs> the first one. Right. So then they're hunting this guy, except he doesn't have it on him because he traded <laughs> someone else. So it's this whole, there's all this drama there's all these people looking for this guy and looking for this seed. And yeah, they managed to get away and plant the seed. And we started a town wow. with our brand new guild <laughs> called down with the warriors or something like, <laughs> no, I don't remember what the name of it was anymore, but um, the reason I remember warrior nation, this is no longer related to that story, but it, it it's just, it's something fascinating that you would never see. You just never think would happen and you wouldn't see in a modern MMO. I don't think, but so Warrior Nation was what on ever was on whatever server they were on. Well, the problem became that Warrior Nation did. I mean, even though we stole that first city, they eventually got another one. Right. They eventually set up shop and then harassed us mm-hmm. and until I eventually stopped playing. Well, basically, they took over that whole server. So right. they were the dominant government. And the way that Shadowbane works is why I think it's a bad game, despite what our mutual friend would say (laughs) is that the game was not populated with mobs throughout it. Like you could literally run for 20 minutes in a direction. And not only is there no ambient life, but you might not come up across a a camp of mobs that you can farm. And once you get high level, there's only a few camps in the whole world that you can farm. So what warrior nation started doing was they just owned those basically. And if they would either kill you on site or, extort you and make you pay a bunch to even have access so it's a problem because people aren't going to play a game for fun when they're they can't participate because of these people right so the developers get this brilliant idea and they come in to the game to that server and go to a bunch of because there was a bunch of little guilds which is like what mine was but the little guilds will never, I mean, the little guilds have like 10 people. Warrior Nation has like 100. Right. They're never going to overthrow them. So what the, the GM told the players was, hey, if you guys will band together and form an alliance <laughs> and attack Warrior Nation, we will help contribute to that attack. <laughs> what? Right? Because this needs to be overthrown. This needs Right. To- because our game is going to die if we don't. <laughs> Except the problem with that was, so the, the the people agreed and they made the alliance and they attacked Warrior Nation. And the GMs did what they said they would do. They spawned in 
super high level creatures <laughs> fight alongside the alliance <laughs> and they won they beat warrior nation except now the problem they have is that the members of warrior nation did not cheat they didn't do anything right. wrong outside of the rules of the game right. so they spent all this time building this guild or clan or whatever and you know managing all this stuff only to have the developers of the game literally spawn creatures <laughs> to fight against them that they can't beat because they're not real. Right, people. yeah. They're just you know? invincible god mobs or with nine, nine, yeah, nine health. They shouldn't be here. They don't exist. Right. You know? It, 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 it. So, yeah. And I don't know if that's specifically as the death knell of Shadowbane, but pretty close to it because I mean, the real can't compete and the big guilds are, are being punished for doing right. so. Right. It's one of those things where, like, I could see you doing an event that can help try to do something like that, but it has to be fair. People have to know it's coming. There has to be some rules and mechanics and probably involve the full community in like, Hey, this is just a problem and it'll be, and it'll always be a problem because every time some guild is going to get that big every time. So there has to be something in the place. Like it's even, the way that the world works. It's right. why tribes are not the primary way in which we exist anymore. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like there's got to be a way to fix that. And there probably are. There are probably plenty of ways. But And I could even see the devs being like, oh, this could be fun, you know, like make it like an event sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But there's a fine line between an event and like you could also just have banned the like I don't that would have been just as bad, you know, as just banning every single player in that group. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know how they fix. I mean, Eve Online is another sandbox game that we've talked about a lot, but but Eve Online ran into a similar problem where they had basically one alliance conglomerate that basically again, it's not one to one, but but for lack of a better example, became like the evil empire. Right. And they just controlled the majority of Eve space and controlled um, at least if anything significant was going to happen, they were in on it. Right. Kind of and the way that that fight and that lasted for years, because Eve is only one server, right? Mm -hmm. So there's nowhere else to go. And the way that that ultimately got resolved <laughs> was some dude that's so crazy started a third party so not part of eve a third party website on his own where you could gamble your eve credits <laughs> so he basically created a casino for your eve money <laughs> well over a year or two years or however long he was operating that he amassed an enormous amount of wealth just like real casinos do right <laughs> and so and he didn't i mean he didn't create the casino with this in mind. Like he just made it cause he thought it was fun. Right. And then when he got all this money, it turned into something else. So what he did was he took that enormous sum of money and paid a whole bunch of smaller alliances to come together and attack the evil empire again in air. Right. And it worked. And this mercenary band of guilds or corporations in Eve attack the evil empire who didn't see it coming because no one has that strength right. and totally overthrew him. <laughs> but what was even more interesting, I think at least was that 
the alliance that won wasn't a real alliance. They were all mercenaries. Right. So as soon as the war was over, they all disbanded again. Right. Because so they don't have any real ties other than we all agree that we want the jerks out of the space. Well, uh, no, we all got paid. To uh, that's fair. Yeah. So we're all, it's just a job. It's just a mission. <laughs> and then they did that mission and then went back. So then there was this huge power vacuum because there's not the one centralized. Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's just so crazy how analogous it is to the real world. You know what I mean? You know, like, Eve has like economists study Eve. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy how much I, I never got in. But I do occasionally go on the internet and just go looking for Eve stories from the last six months or a year. Because there's always some mega battle, some corporation being taken over by some trader or somebody stealing a bunch of stuff or somebody, you know, striking a craft when it's weak or something. Like there's always some wild story happening in Eve. Yes, there is. Um yeah, I don't know. I actually was just reading recently, kind of cool. Eve is uh they've had an they've had a content cycle that's been going on for several months now where an, a brand new alien faction, excuse me, invaded the uh. universe. And so that's been going on and it's, and they were like straight up attacking player made stuff. Right. It caused factions who were already at war with each other to like set aside their differences and band together against this alien threat. Um, and now it's coming to an end and I, the last patch of it or whatever hasn't hit yet. So I don't know what the finality of it will be. Right. But one thing that they've said will happen is players. There now will be two factions. You can either be Ooh. like the human purist faction, which is like the old traditional faction, or you can side and be like, we want the aliens to be a part of this. And then you fight on the combined human alien. Wow. Faction. I know it's, it's so insane. I mean, Eve's been out for 15 or 16 right. years. And it's point. still able to have not just new life, but a significant player base. Like yeah. it's the yep. only thing that can compete with. Wow. Really? It doesn't compete it, but is on the same playing field. Yeah, it, it, it is in terms of its longevity. I think subscriber wise, um, final fantasy 14. That's fair. Actually, I found a site the other day that actually broke down the the populations of MMOs. Now I don't know how accurate it is because the companies don't release that data usually. Right. So eh, whatever. But um it actually listed WoW as the most played MMO. And number two is actually RuneScape old school, which wow. has become very popular, but I didn't realize it I mean I even tried it last summer. Um it's an MMO. You try everything though. I know I know I know. <laughs> um but I, but I mean, it's not a new game, though. I mean, I'm not right, no. like, hey, what can I try from 15 years ago? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not normally where I'm at. Um, but anyway, and then I think Elder Scrolls Online and 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 yeah, but I don't remember where Eve ranked, but it is up there. And yeah, it's I don't know of another game that is maintained the longevity that it has. I mean, again, like WoW is a good example. Even WoW, though, is I don't know, like Eve wow has constantly kind of like redefined what it is i mean it's always right. been an mmo you always level up to the max level and kill a dragon in a dungeon somewhere so it's the same but they've really 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 overhauled their mechanics many times 
Whereas, again, I haven't played Eve religiously through all these years, so I, I may be speaking way out of turn, but from from over the years, I've gone back to it here and there, and it feels like they're always just adding more to what's there as right. opposed to like... Re they're not redesigning it from the ground up. I mean, WoW Shadowlands that comes out later this year is reducing the level cap from 120 to 60, right? right? Like Doing a, another just, flattening sort of thing. Yeah, so, and I don't think anything like that has ever happened in EVE. Right. Um, anyway, I didn't even mean to get off on a whole sandbox MMO thing. No. You just you're talking about finding those Russians and then being like, yeah, we'll show you the ropes. And just how enjoyable that is. Oh, It just yeah. reminded me of those guys in Shadowbane who did the same thing. It was so wild to have them just be like, because, I mean, I already, I did know the basics. Sure. But they took me on that next step. That's like, okay, you do want to set up these businesses. And I had some of it set up and I'm like, okay, but why do I want this helicopter over upgrading that? And they're like, oh, it's because this specific helicopter, once you purchase it, you don't have to have it spawn at the airport. If you take your CEO stuff and turn it on, you can spawn it anywhere and it'll spawn on the street. And it's pretty fast and it has guns. So that means that you can do transport missions because it's fast. And after that, you can cycle through these other missions that require you to like blow up a car or assassinate a target. And you could do that from then like get into this cycle and stuff. And, and then, you know, which weapons to do what with and, you know, on top of just having cool cars. And it was just like, they were taking me through. I, I wish I would have known about doing heists in order for a bonus because they were taking me through like all of the content. And it was wild to just have the same group because you do just get really good. And some people there, like even of there were the two main guys and there was always me and one other person. And usually me and the other person either didn't know it very well or at all or did it differently usually or something. So just having them and, and learning the trust. It's not like they were perfect either. Everybody would die. I mean, they were I would can only guess we're drinking heavily. Uh, I can't prove, but it was it, it was amusing when I wasn't the person like screwing everything up and like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm I, I, you know, there were times like anytime there was a motorcycle involved, it became a running joke that was just like, don't make Quantum ride the motorcycle, like put him on back and somebody else drive. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, that is fun. It, it was just wild to get into these into these situations. And then, of course. You know, a person would dump out. We'd need a third person or people would go on break or whatever. So that we'd go into free roam then and we'd just roll around together in free roam and then go muck up other players days and or just get into fist fights like, they're like oh, yeah, it raises your strength stats. So we'll just punch each other for a while. Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It, it's it's. It, I, I do have to say, in thinking back on the games that have been the most significant to me, well, that's not true because Grand Theft Auto is largely a single player experience for me. So it's, it's again, it's not binary and it's not all, but a lot of the game experiences that I've had that have been really significant to me are multiplayer experiences. Right. Like there's just something about that camaraderie that, that I don't know, can just be a ton of fun. Uh, obviously, I still like single player games and, and play those. I, it's funny because I play WoW, but I play it mostly by myself. So, well, you know, I mean, I'm I've also gotten into the point where I don't know. I'm really torn on GTA as like 
you do there are tricks to get like a single player lobby to do certain things because some of those missions like I, we were talking earlier where i lost three hundred thousand dollars this was my own stupidity and rockstar's inability to let me know that the right arrow key is i don't know they show it as a giant rectangle on their ui it's always been a square on every keyboard I've ever touched, and large rectangles are like shift, enter, backspace, spacebar. I don't know. That's just me. But I definitely like crashed a plane because all of these like cargo missions and stuff that you run, you can start amassing pretty large shipments to have to move. And if one player in a tank or a hacker, or I guess they're called modders or whatever, um or just a rival person that's really high level or a newbie with a lucky shot uh, can destroy three hundred thousand dollars worth of your goods and that's just i i i spent an entire day getting a bunch of goods and lost them all um so you do want to make single player lobbies to run certain on the world maps um which is i don't know on the one hand like yeah that money is like and that's like five dollars worth of gta money so it's not an insignificant sum but also it's like if there's no risk i mean there's still a timer and stuff so it's still not easy but i do kind of wonder like that risk brings that anxiety which makes you have fun it, you get that intensity of gameplay yeah there's there's a, a game um another mmo of course but it, the division and the division two i don't mm-hmm. know if you yeah, yeah. And those really. So the PVP in that is what they call the dark zone. And and so you go into this specific air instanced area and all the gear in it is contaminated. So there are PVE mobs for you to fight. And when you kill them, they drop loot, but you can't equip the loot because it's contaminated. Right. You have to go to a drop point where you summon a helicopter but it like plays like an air horn or right, something. Right, and then it notifies all players, and there's like smoke on the ground showing where it is. I think even just on the mini map, yeah. Right. But anyway, so then the helicopter comes in, drops a rope down, and you have to attach the loot to that, which is like a 30 second process. Then the helicopter leaves. If it leaves with your loot successfully, then you get the loot when you leave the dark zone. Right. Um, but I bring that up just because it's kind of what you're talking about, where it's like a, it creates this this uneasy feeling when you're doing it because maybe no one comes and ganks you, or maybe right. someone shows up who has loot and wants to piggyback off your helicopter, which doesn't cost right. you anything. You don't know when they walk up, like who is this? What do they want? And because they can kill you, take your loot back off the helicopter, put it back on themselves. Now mm-hmm. it's their loot, and it's theirs. Right? Yep. <laughs> right. The same thing in GTA. We're like, or I mean. I, I think the other problem too is like they're just our modders that will constantly bombard the entire map with orbital cannon strikes or have invincible flying tanks or whatever. Like, and there's also just p- good players that have high level gear. There's a flying motorcycle that shoots rockets. It's fast. It's tiny. It's hard to hit, and it shoots rockets. So even if you're in a helicopter, and they're like seeking missiles, so they lock on to cars and whatever. Like. You may not even know it's there because it's so fast. The minimap barely shows it on on there before it's on you, you know? So like, yeah, and then you're just blowed up and that's a day's worth of, of work. I have to admit, if I saw a guy flying a motorcycle that shot missiles, I would have to be convinced that that wasn't a quote unquote modder because that, that sounds like nope, exactly like two point seven million dollars. <laughs> like <laughs> it's called the oppressor. <laughs> 
The problem is, is it's not a good thing to get early. <laughs> I see. Huh. Um, um. So um, I played a oh, few things. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, what we were talking about I, this week. I took it in the MMOs. That's so. fair. That's fair. Um, which apparently is what I want to talk about the most. So we're good. <laughs> um, uh, so I did continue. I still am playing WoW Retail. Still have not played WoW Classic. So level 58 jokes can still come at me. So I played a game with a, another buddy that um, I've wanted to play co-op for a long time and, and never had an, anyone else that had it. And that is Monster Hunter World. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was a lot of fun. Little disappointing. It um, So in Monster Hunter, all of the progression, all like there are no levels. There are no skill points that you spec. All progression comes from your gear. Because the entire loop of the game is that you go out into the world, right? You hunt monsters, you know, uh, process them. I can't think of. I want to say salvage, but it's not salvage. But whatever. Process them. You you take them to a butchery. <laughs> There's an industrial plant. Are, you are. It's not just cleaning though, because you don't. You're not just getting the meat. What would you call it? What would you call it? Looting. Like. But it's not just looting because you're actually. You are literally cutting them up and taking their skin and bones to make gear for. So it's not the reason I say that is because they don't drop a sword or they don't drop right. Boots. But you're not like, taking them to a, 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 a factory. We're not factory farming mobs. You do stand over them and scalp them with a knife over and over and collect their parts. So whatever that means. <laughs> anyway. Um. Anyway, so. So a, a lot. So the game includes a lot of farming, and like if you wanted to change classes, you would just change your weapon because all the weapons offer very different play styles. Um, so there's a lot of farming of stuff to be done, which is great. However, the game also does have a story mode, which is pretty long. Now you don't have to do story missions necessarily, but you do in order to unlock new hunts and, and harder creatures and new areas, right? right? That's all gated during story quests. Well, you can only group with someone on a story quest if they've already completed that story quest. So like my buddy that oh, I was wow. playing with, since we started at the same time, we actually can't do story quests together because we're both on the same one at the same time. Oh, uh, that's right. Because you rebought on PC. Right. Because I, I own it on PC. Like why they can't, they just join you. You've done them all. Like, right, but even then, we would still catch up to a point, right, right, where they would catch me unless I had done and let beat the game on that character, right? Um, but yeah, so that was a little disappointing just because we basically have to like do missions solo to unlock new content, then we can go farm stuff, yeah. and if we want to play alone we could go do story. Like, if I want to play tonight and he's not on, I could just play story missions. And I'm not ruining anything because really I'm just getting ahead so I can help him on his story missions now, you know? Right. But it's also like, I mean, which is both a, a pro and a con, but like on GTA Online, if you haven't done a heist, you like if everyone has done the heist or at least that stage and there's a cutscene, you can skip the cutscene. But if one person hasn't, the, since that person can't 
like vote to skip, then everybody has to watch the cutscene. So it's mm-hmm. like the first time you do it, 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 I think it's just weird that you can't experience content co-op that's then okay and meant to be run co-op. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like the, it's not like a technical problem where it's like we don't know how to put you together. Like, right. But you do. You're trying to protect me from spoilers, but I want to play with this person. Right. Like even if it showed you the first person cutscene as just your character and shows them just them their character and. Honestly, wasn't even smart enough to do that and just showed both of us the same character right least we can play right you know? <laughs> so that was I mean, a GTA little Online shows all four characters in the heist room like the only thing that bothers me is for the amount of money that they paid for voice acting that you don't get to pick a voice for your online character like i get that they don't have to have a huge amount but like just calling all four players like oh the four mute guys and like making jokes at it it's like like i get saints row had a lot less voice acting but they still had like three voices for every like male and female and then you could pitch slide them too so like the character doesn't have to say a lot but there's not even like oofs and uggs when you like are falling or running real hard or anything like that. It's like there was too much panting while running in Far Cry Primal. There's zero noise outside of footsteps. Also in Borderlands 3. Oh, that's right. That was the other one. Yeah. Oh, man, that was bad. Except for me because I played the robot. Yeah. So So no no panting. (laughs) Go on. But it's like, (laughs) I I just... And for as much attention as they put into so many other details, like... You should pant. You should run for further before panting if your stamina is higher, like, or whatever. If your strength moves up or whatever, like, and they don't have to say a lot, but you could get for as much as they've put unnecessary voice acting into tons of content in that game that has voice actors that I do not want to hear saying stuff that does not matter. Like just being able to do a handful of phrases in like three different female and three different male voices and giving a pitch slider so that at least characters could have something be said. Mm -hmm. Like they could be generally quiet and be called the introverted type and make notes at that. But like in the single player, like you yell at other people when you like wreck a car into them or something like I'm driving Mm -hmm. here in multiplayer, everybody else yells at you and all you can do is like if you get really mad at an npc i guess you could cap them but it's like if my my character feels less alive than a lot of characters in a lot of other online games which is kind of weird for to have that much detail everywhere else but i I digress i'm sorry it's just no i think it's fair i mean i think that to some extent i mean gta came out in 2013 and gta online it wasn't out at launch, but it came out not too long after. I, I'm really interested to see what GTA 6 is going to bring. Right. I get where I'm going. And also, I haven't played it. I, I own Red Dead Redemption 2 on PlayStation 4 and have played the single player, but I've never done the Red Dead Online. I, I don't. I wonder how that addresses yeah. those. You know what I mean? If it, because it's a newer release. Right, right. right. So that's fair. Maybe it's fixed some of that, but... Um, but yeah, no, that that's fair. But yeah, Monster Hunter, super fun. Once once we get to a point where you're not playing three games or something, 
I, I think we should definitely have you pick it up and, and play too, because it's it's a or just one game with three Russians is really <laughs> fair. Um, but it's it, it it's it's a lot of fun. Now some people complain um, because it takes a long time to kill monsters in Monster Hunter. Like you run up and hit it with this giant hammer, and you've got to do that a lot before it dies. Right. But to me, it's actually, and I think it might be why I kind of like it, and I hadn't thought about it until this recent time when I was playing, but it's because it actually is kind of the way that MMO fights work. Like, when you fight an MMO raid boss or dungeon boss, like, you have to shoot it with your fireball a lot. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not a regular mob. And so same kind of thing with Monster Hunter. The difference is, is that in MMOs, you can see a health meter, so you have an idea of the progress you're making. Whereas in Monster Hunter... There are indicators, but it's not a health bar. Instead, it's like you might bust the armor off of the leg of a creature. Or you might cut a creature's tail off or whatever the case is. And then once it gets so hurt, it will like limp away. So you can tell that it's hurt. Right. But you still don't know like, oh, it has five hits left or anything. Right. Like um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's incredibly fun. I think it I think it looks great. Um, so it's satisfying in that way. And I haven't beat the story, so I guess I don't technically know and could be. I'm not even that. I never even got that far in on the PS4, so I could be totally wrong. But at least at the beginning, you're not trying to save the world from some evil bad. Right. Like, there's like an elder dragon thing that has shown itself and you're trying to investigate why. But it's not because you think that the world is being destroyed by Sephiroth. It doesn't have the eight legendary mana crystals that were shattered and strewn across the continent, and each one resides in the heart of a mighty beast. Right. Correct. Correct. Huge RPG perfect. anime intro. <laughs> yeah, well, but otherwise, it, I mean, it's a Capcom game, and so right. otherwise it very much is very JRPG-ish. Um, or it's not, to be clear, it doesn't play that way, but aesthetically, it has a lot of right. those aesthetics. Um, and I mean, that that's where I think that you would fall in love with it maybe more than, I mean, than it I... looks gorgeous. I've seen, I've actually tried to stay away from watching like let's plays, but I've yeah. just seen like some screenshots and a little bit of short clips and stuff here and there. When I say the aesthetic, so I don't, I don't, I mean, which is probably just not the right word. I don't even mean just the, the visual, like literal graphics as much as I mean, like the, the attitude, I don't know. I don't know what how else to say it, but for example, you get a little sidekick that is a little cat that walks around on its hind legs and helps you fight and participates with you. And you get to customize that cat and you can put different armor sets on it and different weapons. And it's just, it's just purely delightful. It's yeah. super hilarious and ridiculous. Like if you walk through a stream that is like waist deep for you, your little cat will just automatically deploy a raft and then just be like paddling itself behind you. Like, where did you get the raft? Right. Like, what is this? Before you go on a hunt, you can eat, and and eating different foods will give you different stat increases for an hour or whatever. So it's like a little buff before a mission. Um, and if you eat in your base camp or whatever, then the chef is a cat. Another that's just like the palico is right. what they're called. Um. And his cooks, his line cooks are a team of cats. And there's this whole cutscene where they like are cooking things all furiously and like stuff's going everywhere. And then the, the head chef cat, like once everything's plated, he looks at it and then like takes a piece of garnish and smells it. And then 
carefully places it on the plate <laughs> and then you and your palico just mash out on it it's like it just the game never takes itself too serious right you know what i mean like it, it does have a lot of serious elements but there's constantly this kind of underlying like silliness to it right. i don't know i just i just love it so this brings me back i I only have the one game to, to talk of this week, but there is it reminded me of something else that I discovered. And it, I think it's it again all boils down to if you're going to focus on all of the details and miss a big one, it's kind of frustrating to to be an unvoiced single player in literally a billion dollar game. But I stumbled into I don't know if you ever saw this or what, but you can sometimes when you're on the phone on the Internet in GTA Online, it'll have different like tertiary websites like there's your bank and your vehicle sales and whatever and then there's usually a couple of random websites sprinkled in there's just a website for an anime that i don't remember like bubblegum robot swimsuit girl or something like that and i clicked on it and it's hilarious because it's got all this stuff about merchandise and then it just literally has a full-length 30-minute animated episode of an anime and it's fully voice acted, fully animated. It's stupid and ridiculous and tropey. And like, I didn't even make it through the whole thing because after like 15 minutes, I was like, I thought this joke was going to end a long time ago. <laughs> have you seen the like Republican Space Rangers cartoon that they have? I have not seen the cartoon. I did play the casino slot machine. <laughs> so if you haven't, you should go into a room with a TV sometime in a house or whatever. Mm -hmm and turn the tv on and you can watch tv in your yeah. house yeah i i that is one of the shows oh my god i couldn't i could it's but yeah it's like so they have the money for all of that voice acting which most players may not even experience but the thing you experience all the time nothing not even an oof not even a generic like terraria has voiced male and female there's oof and oof you know like come on come on Man, how can we help you feel better about this? What can we do? GTA what 6 do? is going to be out for like at least a couple few years. They're saying like 23, 24. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always a long way out from... I mean, there's just been the very earliest of announcements. Right. Um, so yeah. No, so, well, so uh, to actually piggyback off your story, though, GTA 4 also featured that, where you could go in and watch TV or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. To me, was just... Hashtag mind blown. Like right. really in the video game, you can watch TV and it's not, it's not just like a canned 10 second loop. It's, right. it's just a gif that runs in the background of some blurry pixels that look like it might be a car and then an explosion and then it loops. No, they're right. full fledged shows. Well, so in GTA four, and it's the way I discovered both of these people who are now, and maybe even were then, and I just didn't know, but you can watch full stand-up specials. I, I say full, they're like 15 minutes, so it's not an hour. Full sets. But yeah, full stand-up sets from Cat Williams and Ricky Gervais. Wow. I had never heard of either of those guys when I played GTA 4 in 2008. Um, and yeah, just turned it on and just see Ricky Gervais come out, and I was like... Now, is that like them, or are they animated? Was, was well, their I mean, set then animated, or was it just like a live footage of them? Oh, no, no. They're, yeah, they're animated. That's like you see awesome. a digitized version of them come out on a stage, perform. But I was like, this is real stand up. Like, this, <laughs> this is, is actually good. funny. <laughs> like, yeah, this is like someone's actual act. And then I had to Google and, like, oh my, these are actual comedians. Like, this is insane. Right. I can't believe 
they have this. That that's I mean, it's funny that 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 it it's funny that the lens that which you're viewing all of the details now is through why didn't they make this other detail right that I like or <laughs> would like and missing. But that is why like the 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 example of the anime that you brought up is the quintessential why I say I think GTA is the magnum opus of game. Oh, it is a ridiculously like insane. Like <laughs> I, I do give it credit there. Like I love the amount and attention to detail that is in like Fallout 4 or Fallout New Vegas, really New Vegas. I personally enjoyed the story of more, but visually minus the story Fallout 4 is very unique. And same with like Deus Ex Mankind Divided and the other Deus Ex um, Humanity Evolved. Both very detail-oriented in like not reusing desks. Like you go into a generic computer office, everybody has the same desk, same computer, same coffee cup, same piece. Like, or maybe there's four variants with the paper in a different space. Mm -hmm. But in like those, the hot-headed chief has a messy desk. And the accountant, who is always very poignant and on task, has a very clean desk. And, you know, one get the detective has coffee stains and like every everything is very hyper detailed. And I, I believe that the Fallout games and the Deus Ex games do that very well. And I give them a lot of credit for that. But even they, in their massive amounts of detail for brands with unique logos, clothing brands that all look like all the clothes belong to a single clothing line, like, all of that pales in comparison to the amount of ridiculous detailed effort that people will never see or appreciate in GTA V slash online. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's just it's just insane. And, and it's not like it's a, it's not like it's flappy bird with a bunch of extras you can run into. Right. It's a really well done, polished game that has a wide variety of gameplay styles and types inserted into it. And uh, it, it's just, I, yeah, it, I know I already did a whole episode <laughs> where I talked about GTA and if we've talked about it for a few weeks now, but I'm just so, it's just so refreshing that I'm not just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe a bit sociopathic, because I don't know how long I can be a gang member, but... <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 super awesome. Uh, I'm so excited that you're playing GTA V. I hope that you will continue and play the story, just because I think that you will find it pretty impressive if you get all the way through the end. Um, it is a, it is one of the more satisfying, uh, like conclusions, but it's not just the ending. It's the whole thing. The right. whole, th it's, that's why I say it's like a movie. Like it, it's like a really well-written movie. That's just like, huh. Okay. No, I really should. Cause I kind of am getting burned out on the online part. I enjoy it a lot, but it is also very grindy. Yeah. And we had talked earlier some about how like. I'm okay with supercars costing millions of dollars for like a mobile operation center. Like, sure, that makes sense. A penthouse apartment makes sense. Like, and a lot of things are kind of fairly priced. Like the the cheapest apartments are like two hundred thousand, which isn't that much. Um, and but then the, the the kicker is like clothing. Like clothing costs like five thousand to twenty thousand dollars 
for a shirt or a pair of shoes or something. And it's like some of the clothes are like 200, 500 bucks, but like the cheapest thing is like $200. And I'm like, sure. Maybe if all every brand of clothing is Shakura or whatever, like one of some gap brand, I don't know. I'm not hip anymore, but um, if forever, if everything's forever 21, then sure. $200 for a pair of jeans is, you know, whatever. I don't know if that was a much better reference. It's not, it's not, I'm trying. Maybe it's American Eagle. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> But if, but if I'm going to Old Navy, then I should be able to get three for 30, you know? <laughs> right, right. You expect cheap shirts when you shop at Kmart. You yeah, know? God. <laughs> You're older than I am. <laughs> Not by much. <laughs> Enough. Enough to count. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you come up with a better, more modern reference. The Gucci <laughs> bag. There. That's that's only a couple of years since there was a song about that. Like. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just, you know, what I recommend? I recommend Instagram. It's what keeps me connected to the. Ah, news. yeah, you got the th- your thumb on the pulse of society there, huh? My eyebrows on fleek. Yeah, so. that's that's also dated. <laughs> It is. Yeah, it you, is really you've got weird. you got to have caterpillar brows now. Like, okay, boomer. You know what I mean. <laughs> that's to me. That's to me. Not to you. That's to me. That's what the audience is saying to me. Oh, they're just a bunch of zoomers anyway. It's fine. I'm an elder millennial. So <laughs> right. Thank you, Liza Minnelli, or not Liza Minnelli, uh, Liza Schletzinger. There we go. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the clothing is really expensive and. It's fine if your flying motorcycle costs $2 million, but I should not have to spend $20,000 for just a cool pair of shoes or pants. Like, at least let me have a few outfits because right. everything else in that game is so grindy. And they're going to make their money. People are going to buy the stupid shark cards. That's fine. Right. Like, I don't know. So the other game I wanted to talk about um, is a game that I don't know if you ever played it or not, but I think you would be familiar with it. And that is heat signature. Um, it's the guy it, it's made oh, by yeah, Tom, yeah, 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 yeah. which is the guy who made gunpoint. Um, both are, I think delightful games. Um, and really, really, I mean, it, it's somewhat old now cause it was years ago, but man, if you ever want to see, if you ever want an honest insight into game dev, just Google Tom Francis's, dev diaries from when he moved gunpoint and and uh heat signature he used to be a writer for pc gamer and then decided he wanted to make a game instead so he went and made gunpoint sold enough of that that he was then able to make heat signature and i remember after he made gunpoint and it was successful i mean because it's not like it's it's like gta level of success right but someone asked enough that he could sustain himself fairly well and it got good reviews well, that's someone asked him, like, did you make it? And he was like, I don't want to talk about figures, but this is what I'll say. Gunpoint did well enough that I probably will never have to again have what's traditionally thought of as a job. Um, so now I have enough resources that I can just make the game I want to make. And even if it doesn't sell well, I got to matter. do it. Yeah. Right. Because he mostly develops all on his own. Like, I think he outsources the art, but like design, uh, coding, dialogue, all him. Um, 
Anyway, so have you played Heat Signature? So I've not, but I did watch the Dev Diaries on Heat Signature. Okay. Um, so I'm f very familiar with the mechanics. And I did play Gunpoint, not enough to beat it, but I got like halfway through the game. Yeah. Um, so Heat Signature, for those who aren't familiar, briefly, is... Uh, basically, you start out on a space station, and then you pick up a mission, and then you take off in this little tiny spaceship pod thing and you race off across the universe towards wherever your mission is, which is, I think, always another ship, a larger ship. And then that ship will have a place that you have to aim and, and dock your ship with it. So once you get docked with the mission ship, the enemy ship or whatever, there's then an objective. And that objective might be to kill someone on board, to kidnap someone on board, to steal the ship, to steal technology that's on the ship. There might be other objectives. I don't and this know, is all like top-down perspective. Yeah. Thank you, top yes. Top-down 2D space flying. Yeah, the, yeah the, yes, exactly. And, and really, the space flying is not very much of the game. Yeah. The game is largely you on the ship controlling your one little game. Right. Um, so it's kind of... Probably the the easiest thing that I could think to compare it to, just right off the top, would be like Hotline Miami. It's kind of um, like Hotline Miami, but with really big ships, a la FTL. Because there's yeah. like a bunch of crew compartments. There's a bunch of guys in different. There'll be people on patrol. There'll be people running engineering stations or whatever. But they're a, mm -hmm. they're way bigger. Like just take an FTL, sh like any generic FTL ship that you could fly, make it like ten times bigger, and that's about the smallest ship that you're going to be. Yeah, they have they do have some ships that are relatively small, but yes, that that is a very apt example. It's kind of like if FTL met Hotline Miami. Because Hotline Miami is like you enter a room and it's almost like a puzzle game where it's like you have to know which enemies to take out with what moves in what order. Right. But the whole the whole thing might take five seconds to resolve. Whereas in Heat Signature, it's a lot more methodical. Like you walk onto the ship and you can see because it's top down, like you said, you can see multiple rooms and at any point you can pause. So. And from pause, you can initiate actions. Nice. So like last night, for example, I one of the items that I had is a swapper where I can choose an enemy and literally just swap locations with them. Nice. So I did that and swapped locations into a group of like four enemies. So one of them is replaced and becomes me. So the other three guys immediately are like, what? Pull their guns out. Well, I pause and then equip, because you only have two things equipped at once, but so I pause it, unequip my swapper thing, and instead equip this shield that makes me invulnerable and reflects any projectiles that nice. come Nice. Use that, unpause it, they all shoot, they all get killed by their own shots. <laughs> like, there's just tons of little creative things like that. And so there is kind of an overall... Um, progression to beating the game but it's not necessarily a linear story like the missions are kind of you know random gen if you will right it's a little so a little bit of a roguelike element to it a little bit but if you die you kind of start over like you you would get a new character and and whatever gear or money you had on the person who died you would have to to they, that's gone but 
the the way that the progression I was kind of hinting at is you have this whole star map and you're going through and completing missions and then liberating stars and like making them free. So that progress is not lost. Okay, so you're that kind of, yeah, you've got, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just love the, the little ridiculous stories that emerge from the game. So like, for example, last night I found on one of the characters that I was playing, I found a, uh, acid sprayer that has no ammunition and a really short cooldown time. Okay. So if you spray a guy with it, he just turns into a skeleton. Ah, a skeleton, right? So I go to the ship where my mission is to steal something. Mm -hmm. I walk in, spray a guy with acid, basically walk through about four rooms, spraying people with acid, <laughs> killing them on site, right? Only to then mess up and get seen. Actually, you know what? I wasn't to steal something. It was to assassinate someone. Ah. One of the conditions of the mission is if you if the alarm gets triggered, so if you get spotted, then the person who you're there to assassinate will abandon ship super fast. Mm. If you were close to them whenever the alarm got triggered, you could probably get them, but I'm I can't even see them on the screen right yet. Anyway, so I've sprayed three or four people with acid, get spotted, the alarm goes off. It tells me that the the target is evacuating in like a countdown of like five seconds wow. and they're right, which is, it's not game over or yeah. anything. I'm just not going to complete that mission. <laughs> so I spray the person with acid who saw me, which kills them and then just go back to my little pod ship, which is still attached where I docked it and just fly back home and get a new mission. So the story that happened was people existed on a ship. And apparently someone showed up and just turned five people <laughs> they know into, into skeleton and then was gone. And no one knows why that happened. They don't know who I am. They don't know why I should, because they don't know that I was there to kill mm -hmm. that person. Do it. That person obviously knew you were there to kill them though. They, or at least suspected. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Just like what a ridiculous story, you know? <laughs> so like I had a buddy over and so I share that with him as that happens and then that same character, the very next mission, I go and in that, the guard, in that, in this new mission, the guards had like these shields that prevented them from taking damage. And I wasn't clear on how to get around that. So, so I kept getting built all of them into acid. Tried. Yeah. They just rejected <laughs> the acid. So <laughs> I eventually, so they kept capturing me and throwing me out of the airlock. <laughs> well, when you get thrown out of the airlock, you have like 30 seconds but you can remote control your little pod ship and then you can come and pick yourself up in the middle of the space and go back to the ship and redock. So like, so they just keep throwing, you're the cat that came back the next day. Correct. We threw him out the airlock, but the guy came back the very next day. Correct. Um, until eventually I, so the ships that you're trying to dock to will have like, it looks like headlights basically, but they'll have different lights and if when you're trying to to latch onto them, you get in one of those lights, then they will that like triggers their alarm again. Right. So I've been cast off the ship probably like six different times because I'm just trying to figure out how to beat these guards. And and I accidentally on like the seventh reentry accidentally barely slip into one of the headlights or whatever. Ship immediately fires a missile, blows that blows my ship and my guy up 
dead game not game over but that guy's dead so i don't have the acid sprayer anymore like all of that is gone we finally found him and how he's getting back into the ship missile to the face <laughs> yeah my buddy was like like later on was like so are you still playing with that guy with the acid sprayer thing or whatever and i was like no he got captured and blown up with a missile so how is this other person? and he was like what game is that and i was like i know it's so brilliant like and it's it's really it's one of those like really quick and easy to get into because of the pause mechanic and the ability to activate items while paused greatly diminishes you know the like skill healing kind of thing yeah i mean i'm sure there still is one but it would more be about like understanding how to overcome different situations and probably like speedrunner style like right, right. Um, but yeah, Heat Signature, highly recommend. I mean, I think it's like 10 or 15 bucks full price. I'm sure it goes on sale. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun little it's a fun little romp. I was I was happy with it. Mm. So here's the thing. Speaking of guys dissolving into acid, uh, did you see the Warhammer 40k 9th edition trailer? No. OK, so I'm going to propose this. It's like three minutes. We pause. You watch it. The viewer, the the listeners will just get a cut and then re-react to it for like ten minutes. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. Yeah. So I just watched it, and uh, that's a pretty cool trailer. Um, but help me understand: is that the trailer for the new board game version? Correct. I mean, that's cool, but like. Like, where's the game that looks that cool? I I, I mean, I agree. And every everybody agrees. Like, there's some hope. There's some animated stuff coming to, like, Netflix or, or Amazon or whatever soon-ish. Mm. Um, not quite in that style, but it's taken... I mean, it, at least we're getting this. <laughs> um, there right. is, there's more interest in 40K kind of than there ever has been. It's been growing quite a bit. Um, a lot of people were worried that 3D printers were going to be the end of tabletop, but really at the same point in time, Kickstarter became kind of the new rise of tabletop and, and kind of board gaming in general. And a lot of people have been discovering the 40K universe. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's quite as good as Astartes, um, but it's a lot more publicly consumable for, for kind of new people. Um, and it's just really interesting to see some of the other factions finally get some light in some animated stuff. Um, yeah. Like there's been light for, I mean, chaos and space Marines is every animated, anything in every Warhammer game ever, except a few gene stealers in space Hulk and, and orcs and some orcs, but to see like Necrons and sisters of battle take center stage. I don't know. For me, it was just very, it, it's, it's awesome to see it at least for a board. I mean, you don't get trailers like that for board games. It's not like the new, next Monopoly release is coming out with a three-minute-long animated trailer. Like that is very fair. That is a that's a very fair point. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen something like that for a board game. Um, but yeah, no, that's a super cool trailer. And yeah, I can see where Melted by Acid reminded mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the best part of that trailer is just the the female Imperial Guardsman or Guardswoman's look. The look on her face that's like. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen in the universe. And what am I signed up yeah. for? <laughs> yep. 
Uh, no, that, no, that's that's super cool. Yeah, I mean, 40K, not that I am in any way like the, you know, whatever, that weatherman or whatever for the, the culture or something. But, I mean, I, I, just speaking to the growing popularity of 40K, I mean, it's been something that I've been adjacent to for most of my life and only in the last you know, year, not even that, three months, have <laughs> I really like, upticked my interest in it. Um, and for me, honestly, it was the Astartes thing, right? Because I was so. Which maybe this would be that for someone else who's not into it yet, like just to understand what they've the universe that everything exists within. I don't know. It's just there's just nothing else that's as dark as Warhammer yeah. 40k. Like it's so everyone's a bad guy. It's just everyone. <laughs> there is there are no good guys. Everybody there will be. Everyone will tell you that they're group are the good guys but it literally is just what is you know chaos for the fly is normal for the spider kind of thing like mm -hmm. every race has that and i don't know it's interesting that they also have in the last probably three to five years maybe in the last couple of editions like so maybe six years of 40k has there actually been an evolving story that takes like mm -hmm. the whole universe is now moving and you're getting like each edition kind of focuses on a major string of events. So like lately there's been this big psychic awakening thing. All of the races are getting a lot of psychic units and nobody knows why. And all of the books and the global events and stuff that occur all tie into this progressing story. And each new codex or army book that comes out has snippets of what is happening in it. And all everything kind of has been tying together to this big uprising where the Necrons are now a new threat again. Like, mm. and we don't know if they're going to like their ancient king that existed before like humanity had their big fall or anything is coming back. And so everybody doesn't know like, are they going to be good guys because they supposedly had a lot of control over the warp with the Eldar. So like maybe they're going to see chaos as a bad thing or are they going to be bad guys because they want to retake the universe that's rightfully theirs or what? And like nobody knows, but it's been an evolving storyline that actually has an impact in the gameplay, which I think is, and the order that they're redoing the armies and stuff like that. So this is kind of a nod to, to a lot of players to say that, Sisters of Battle are going to get a revamp. Necrons have already, they've had, the, it, as part of this, the big announcement was kind of a showcase of a bunch of the new Necron units that are coming out, which all look amazing. And they're a really undeserved or, or underrated army as far as, like, they haven't been touched up in years. Um, mm. so it's kind of nice to see them getting new models and getting video featuring and stuff like that. Yeah. No, that's yeah. No, it's super cool. I'm glad you shared that with me because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would have come across it or not. Maybe, maybe, on, maybe YouTube would have shown it to me since I watch other 40k stuff right. <laughs> once in a while. But, um, but now I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I do hope that this continues to drive. Like, they're not quite Blizzard quality in animation. Um, but if more things like this come down, then maybe we can eventually get some really cool either video game or just a movie an animated series or whatever that ties into the story like that would be awesome yeah no that would be awesome um it would be, it would be really cool to see an animated series i think would be the best because it could be long and expansive because it's a series 
and it should be animated so that we don't have Warcraft the movie. Right, again. right. Nobody wants that. Oh, but man, also, I know. I've... It's also kind of scary because, like, how much do they tone down the darkness of the universe to try to meet a more generalized audience, you know? I mean, if they do an animated series, I don't know if they have to at all. Um, I mean, look at, like, like Castlevania, the anime, yeah. which... I actually don't think is that great, but it's definitely dark. Right. And you know what I mean? Like they definitely didn't shy away from that at all. So maybe Warhammer would be able to do the same thing. I mean, there's, there's definitely an audience right. for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So that would definitely be cool. Well, anything else you wanted to, to cover today? I don't think so. That's been the big stuff, big 40k reveal, and uh, lots and lots of GTA. We still haven't had our Terraria time, but I don't know. There's so much to play lately. Um, I, I did have a pretty big scare. I thought that my Epic account got hacked because I just got booted out. And it said I was disconnected from Epic, disconnected from the Epic store, signed out of GTA Online, and was like scrambling, tried to log back in. I didn't. Like in my email, I didn't see a, this is your username. Thanks for registering. So I was like, I don't remember how I registered, but I know, but it was sending me my receipts to my email. So I must've used that, but it wasn't taking my email or password. And I was like, oh, I used my Google account. That's why I don't have a password. Cause I figured that out, mm -hmm. but I went to sign in with my Google account and it just, just like, we don't see an account registered with this, with this Google account. Uh, if you'd like to link a different account, put in your email or start a new account with your birthday. And I was like uh no probably spent half an hour 45 minutes freaking out fighting it thinking like i don't have any password reset requests i tried to reset my password multiple times one i use the google account which doesn't use a password it uses your google account but two it would say that i was resetting my password and that it was a valid email but i wasn't getting any emails so i was like oh god somebody's stolen my account to get my tiny amount of gta money or whatever or all my epic games or who knows Turns out just like Epic Store was down only they were only showing it down for like Fortnite, And so it came back up like 45 minutes or an hour later. I logged back in through Google and it just worked. But I definitely submitted a support ticket like here's my last purchase receipt. Here's my email. Here's everything. Get me back online and everywhere online. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I've never had my account brought back. I've I've lost access to my account and never got it. And I was just like, no, no, I'm eh. I mean, I'm, I'm almost burned out on GTA, but I'm not done yet. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, but you don't want to lose I me. Mean, you bought Borderlands right. on that account. There's yeah, that would that would be bad. Huh? Well, I'm glad it worked out. I, I did read that with them, which I don't know if this was the same event, but I did read that uh, them making GTA five free completely crashed. Oh yeah, it's, there's been a couple times over the course of the last week or so that I've been playing, week or two, that especially on the online, during heavy times like over the weekend when it was a long weekend, like a Saturday night in US about 6 or 7 o'clock, it definitely became difficult to find, like to connect to lobbies. Like there would be some people would join in and other people would sit at a loading screen for five minutes and... But I think for the most part, that's kind of chilling out. But I, I just think a lot of people, a lot of old people are coming back and a lot of a lot of new people are in, which I think speaks to me not getting kicked from lobbies is because most of the lobbies are a lot of players are around my same level. So, 
Mm, right, right. Totally unrelated, related just because it's Epic Store, and this will be of no benefit. It will be to anyone watching the stream, but it won't be to anyone listening because it will be over by the time they hear mm-hmm. this. Uh, did you pick up Civilization Six yet for free? I did, and it sits okay. along with twenty some other odd free games that I've yet to install. So <laughs> that's, that's, wonderful. that's wonderful. As long as you got it, because it expires May twenty eighth at ten a.m., which is tomorrow. Uh, so anyone who is on the live stream, if you do not own Civilization Six and have even a passing interest in turn based strategy, you should go pick it up. Yeah, I'll it's... definitely be playing it probably this winter. That's when I usually get into Civ games is in the winter. So. So a good seven months yeah, from now. But I'll have it. Unlike Rocket League, which I thought I would get for free and didn't. <laughs> Just got to put that one out there. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been, you know what? Honestly, the whole time I'm making that face, trying to think of a gone home joke and just Aww. couldn't. <laughs> Let's pretend I did. Hey. Yay. Oh, you got me. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> So that's all for our episode today. Please join the discussion by tweeting your thoughts to us at P-U-Y-S-Pod or follow us there to get a notification on our stream times. Check out the links below for many other ways of getting a hold of us, from email to Discord, we'd love to hear and discuss your thoughts. If you like this episode, please rate, star, thumbs up, and review us wherever you're listening. And please tell a friend about us. It really does make a difference. All of our links will be available in the show notes, and if you want more of Walker's personal insights on pretty much on everything in life not related to gaming, check out his other podcast, The Walk Show, which is available everywhere where podcasts are found.